0: And so it is. My dear Jambra. I take a deep breath and savor this moment. Not too many more moments like this. I hear you say there, there's one more shoud, a few more workshops and schools, our final gathering like this, like this. When we get together in July, and certainly we'll all continue to talk, we'll all continue to gather at my cottage, we'll teach together and we'll laugh together on the new earth. I'm going to be going off into my new experience as the one called Sam. You're going to be going off into your new experience as the one called God for real. Dear Shambhur, before we begin today, let me first acknowledge all of the beautiful creative souls who wrote the songs for this returning – oh, you call it a competition, it wasn't. It was a returning collection. You wrote the songs that came from your hearts, poured out your passions, expressed your feelings. And each one of you who who created a song and the few who didn't even submit the songs I wrote them anyway. I do know who you are. I was standing beside as you were singing, sometimes in the shower, sometimes driving down the road, but I want to express my thanks, my gratitude, and you know what it's like now to really express from your heart, to just do it, to, to bring it forth. And this is a little bit of an issue we're going to talk about today, but there's been a reluctance to come forth for all Shaumbra holding back for a variety of reasons. But you who wrote the music, you, you created an energy not just for yourself, but for all a chambre to tap into by just doing it, by just getting it out there. And even the dear one who sent the song in, and I don't know why, but the humans rejected it. It was as passionate and as loving as all the rest. I know it was just you making the sounds of a dog barking. <laughs> but I know where it came from, and I understand they didn't accept it, but uh, I did. <laughs> and I knew what you were really doing here. You were coming from your heart, you were expressing in the way you know how to do. So, to all of you, I thank you dearly, and um, I'm going to ask here publicly that all of the ones who who were sent their songs in, the, the what you call the top three, but I don't like looking at it that way. I would love if you were to come to Breckenridge and sing for All of Chambre. And actually anyone – oh, Linda, I know you're worrying about this a bit. I have a few more things to throw at you today, so don't um, <laughs> blow any fuses on this one. Maybe we should start that glass of now. <laughs> For you, indeed, you probably are going to need it before the end of this session. But, but, I would invite any of you who who created your songs to would like for there to be a special time at our gathering in July, where you can express it and share it with all of Chambra. I truly love your creations. I'm okay with that. Well, oh, but wait, there's more to come. <laughs> So, dear Shambram. we have a few guests today. I, I do want to keep this short. <laughs> I want to, but I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> but I would like to keep it compact, let's say that, because as I'm contemplating, I have so few sessions remaining with you. What do I talk about? And I've actually been contemplating that back in the quiet, and the peace of my cottage what What do I say? I have this shout and one more regular shout to talk to you about what I consider to be some of the most important things what What can I leave you with? What are the things that are important for you and also for Sam so i'm going to keep this compact so we don't get uh, you don't get tired i 'm going to ask you to stay with me today. I know you have a tendency to sometimes. Go out there, but stay with me on this one. Stay present. We're expanding our energies. doesn't mean we're staying restricted. It just means we're staying present in this moment. I'd like to begin with inviting in all of our guests. First of all, all of those who are here in Cole Creek, what a magnificent energy we've all created in this spot over these ten years, an energy that will continue to thrive here. Not just for Shammbro, but for all of the ones who come to Col Creek Canyon, Colorado, what a beautiful energy you've you've put here for others to come in and enjoy to feel to to understand the potentials that you've left here for them I'd like to welcome in all of those as very special guests today who are listening in online. I know sometimes you feel like you 're not necessarily really here. You're maybe a step or a breath away. But today I would like to have your energy really come in. I'm I'm there with you also in your homes and offices. But this time take that deep breath, go interdimensional and really come in here and be with these lovely group of Shambara and all of their good food, <laughs> all of their good energy today. Really Breathe yourself right into Kokri Canyon and be with us today, for this is a special gathering. For all of these who read or listen to this later on, you can transcend time and space and you can truly be here as well. There's plenty of room. We don't need physical space. Let yourself be here right in this energy of Kokri Canyon where Chambra birthed, where sent out – a very small group of Shamber to begin with – but they sent out a message all across the world to ones that they have traveled with before, the ones they have known in Atlantis, in Old Egypt, in Israel in times of Yeshua and in many lifetimes since. They sent out a call of gathering. First they just recorded it and then put the text up on the website. Then it was put in live audio format to put out that call all over the world The way it was like Gabriel's trumpet, but the new energy version, and then finally audio and usually most of the time video going out to the world. So we invite all of you to bring your energies here to where this was birthed and where it will continue to go through its evolutions. Bring your energy in as well. Feel the Shaumbra who are physically sitting here today. Feel the energies of I, Tobias, of Andra and Ann, the ones you call Norma and Garrett, of, of Linda, of Isa. Feel all of us today. Be right here with us. You're not removed. You're right here. Today I would also like to invite in the energies, in particular, or acknowledge the energies that are already here. For last weekend there was a group in Auckland, New Zealand, who did a little bit of time traveling, who expanded interdimensionally. They allowed themselves to go forward in what you call time, but it was really forward through experience. There is no time ultimately. It's all about experience, and with that understanding you can transcend time and space. And you can go out through experience and all of its potentials to find yourself in what you would call a different time. So that group opened up and they came here to visit, ahead of the actual meeting ever taking place. But they were visiting a potential that was already pretty much totally set in place. Only a few things could have upset that potential. And they didn't. So the potential came to fruition. And here you are. Meeting yourself. Many of you who attended that gathering in Auckland who are listening now or reading this later, you're meeting yourself through time and space. And here you are. So we want to acknowledge your presence. It is very well felt here. I also want to invite in, as my special guest, the energy of Sam. Sam is sitting at home right now. A rather dreary day. Parents are doing other things, and he's in his room by himself, he's just feeling energy right now. He's been going through some very unusual sensations lately, feeling strange things and well, – you probably know the story – when he's tried to talk to others about these feelings he's getting, they look at him rather oddly. His parents definitely tried to avoid him. His friends at school will laugh at him. Some of the other adults he knows will give him a sympathetic, but a, um, oh, the eyes of sympathy and uh, sorrow for the poor child. So right now he's just lying in his bed feeling energy. And he's feeling us right now. He feels a sense of home and connection. He feels the energy of I, Tobias, his self in a way, but not himself in another way. So he's connecting with us. He's probing the energies here. And you know what that's like also. You feel a connection, but you're not sure why. You feel the door is open, but you're not sure if you should go in. And that's where Sam is today. So dear one, I welcome you into our family, the family of Shambra. A family of teachers, a family of the new energy pioneers, for you are one also. Do come in and visit and try to stay alert. Try not to fall off to sleep. <laughs> I would also like to invite in the energies today of a very special group. And many of you have had experience with this group. In your dreamings and in your musings, you feel that connection. I'd like to invite in the energies of Camelot into our group today – King Arthur, Guinevere, Lancelot, and all the rest of cast and characters. It's an archetypical energy, meaning that it's an example. It's, it's a way to help us discover. We all have a bit of King Arthur in us, even though there was what we call a real King Arthur – well, fictionalized and fabulized now, of course – but there was this entity both here on Earth and in the other realms. It's a very, very important story for humanity. Very important story that ties into what we're going to talk about today. So let's welcome in those energies that are also part of you Arthur, Guinevere, Lancelot, Morgane, and all of the others. Let's Welcome in Camelot to our gathering today. So let's take a deep breath. For all of our guests who are here, let them move in a little bit closer than they normally do. So, dear Shambra, we've been gathering like this for about ten years, bringing all these energies together, going through in the first series what you called Lessons. And then we we dropped that and it became the Shoud. You didn't need lessons anymore. The Shoud is a collection of energies, of all of us. It is a group dynamic, but also very much an individual dynamic. I know you can hear yourselves in these Shouds, if not when we're first doing them, at least then later when you listen in. You can hear your own voice and you feel and know your own experience in these shouds, because you have been part of helping to create them. It creates a library of information that's going to not only serve you, but also serve many others, whether they read it here in this earthly existence or they read it in the New Earth. we've created an incredible repertoire of information. The shoud is the history of your journey. It's like we've been writing a book together or creating a play together for all of these years, going through all of the challenges and the difficulties and the hardships and the joys and the celebrations and the renewals of life. What you have heard in these shouts and what we have experienced together is not new. Is not new. We don't deal with the new, you see. The Crimson Council does not deal with the people who need new information. That is why there are many different types of channelers or inspirationalists around the world. Sometimes we're asked, why is the message from Tobias or Saint Germain different from the message of another channeler or another entity or angel? Because each deals with a specific group and a specific focus, a specific energy. Ours has never been to deal with those who are just coming into spiritual development. Not at all. Our job, our role as the Crimson Council has been to come in here to remind you of what you already know, but to put it in a new energy context. Our job has been to come in when you get very, very dragged into the the energies of Earth and, and mass consciousness, to come in and to be the fruit of the rose for you, to be the reminder of what you already know. But it's easy to get caught in the density of this 3D existence. I'm finding that more and more every moment as I'm integrating with Sam. I thought I was um, not going to be vulnerable to it. <laughs> I, thought, I thought with all I thought I knew and all the lifetimes I lived that I knew how to avoid it. I was actually priding myself in it, but now I'm finding myself in it. As I mentioned to a group recently, I'm getting a type of angelic um, Alzheimer's. <laughs> And now I, I understand on a, ver- a deeper level than I ever had before of what it's like to get caught in these energies. I thought I would um, fool the system by bypassing the natural birth process – not going through this, uh, this tunnel that St. Germain talks about in the birthing process – by cleverly creating my shell body staying somewhat detached from it until the right time, and then just, well, infusing my energies and uh, walking around with a big smile on my face. (laughs) I still have a big smile on my face, but sometimes I have a very puzzled look and I'm beginning to have a new appreciation for this thing called life on Earth. There's a certain joy in it. There's a certain tremendous experience in Feeling the density and being in it, being in the midst of it. It, I tell you, if anything, any, any other place you can go in all of creation, you get to feel and experience on Earth like nowhere else. Because this type of energetic gravity doesn't just pull your physical body to Earth, keep you from falling off if you live down under, but there is a spiritual gravity. And that's in addition to the mass consciousness overlays. So it is very, very easy to come here and to forget. Our job as the Crimson Council has been to remind you of what you have already known. It hasn't been to begin your spiritual development process. You began that a long, long time ago. Much more so than most other humans on earth. You've had a history of being in spiritual community for a long, long time. There was something even about your soul before you ever came to Earth, about your angelic spirit that had more of an interest than usual, than others, in this spiritual consciousness. And you brought that with you to Earth and you've been studying it and pursuing it and living it ever since. There's a greater percentage or ratio of what you, what we call Shaumbra who have been involved in starting the churches of the modern age, of the last two thousand years, that more than just about any other spiritual group I'm aware of, or religious group, you've been there. You've done that. Now it doesn't necessarily appeal to you. So you are the teachers and the pioneers, and we're just here to remind you. We don't teach. The ones who are just coming in. There's others who do that. We're just a reminder. We're that fruit of the rose that we've talked about for a long, long time. When Adamas comes in, it will change indeed, not just the personality, but the purpose. There's going to be a reminding you of who you are, because it's always important, we see. Always important as long as you're dealing in the density. I'm going to make a few um, observations, perhaps predictions here. When I, Tobias, leave, you're going to feel a shift in the energy of Chambro, and some will leave, and that's probably a good thing. Not because you're not welcome, but because some of you are going to need some time off. Some of you are going to feel a void. Not because of I, Tobias, but just a void, because Chambra is is changing its consciousness. You're going to say your time with Crimson Circle and Chambra has come, and that is probably good. You'll need some time off. If, when – and perhaps a high potential – that you'll come back, but you'll come back different, no longer the student, which you never were anyway, no longer searching for uh, information and insights from others, because you begin to understand – you already know it – yes, coming together occasionally or frequently to remember, but coming in in a different way, to add your consciousness in a very, very different way. St. Germain is going to be taking a group, small or large, into the New Energy or Perhaps I should say it different, helping them to understand how to actually bring it in. So it's no longer a mental concept, so it's no longer um, something esoteric or outside of yourself. But he's going to be working with the group to bring it in, to use it in your everyday life, to understand its simplicity and its mysteries, to understand how you can actually work with it. It will be challenging. It would be so challenging, because new energy doesn't work anything like vibrational energy. So there's going to be a tendency to want to just be a better human or a more powerful human or whatever you call it, but it's going to transcend that. Some of you are feeling that already and not sure if you are ready or if you want to be part of that or if you just want to go off alone for a while or perhaps. Start your own group, and all of those things are so very, very appropriate. My point is, in these next few months of time or longer, let yourself feel into these energies, why you feel something changing, why you feel different within. Don't go mental with it. Let yourself feel into it. And if you feel the call to go off on your own, heed the call, follow it. If you feel the call to be a part of this evolution in Chambra with Adamas, heed that call and be part of it. So let's take a deep breath. Moving into <clears throat> what's been going on in your life lately, particularly since the last shoud. And this energy will continue, not not because of the event of my departure, but because we're all Shambhra and we've all are creating a consciousness. And this energy will probably go on through the end of summer. Most everything that's happening in your life right now, some of the, some of the trying points in your life, some of what you would call the outside challenges. Most of the things happening right now and continuing through the end of summer. Our energies that's coming in to you, looking you in the face or sometimes putting out its leg and tripping you as you're trying to run by, but really asking you, are you really the creator in your life? Are you really the boss? Are you really the owner? Are you really the manager? Now, we've talked about it since we began together – the Creator Series even before. You know the concept, you know all of the words, but now it's coming into reality. The energies of your aspects are asking you, are you really the manager here? Are you just pretending, you trying to fall back into the shadows? Many of you have been going through some physical issues lately and wondering what's going on. And you get a bit panicky and then emotional and mental. That's not always a good combination – emotional and mental – that's a very uh, potent cocktail. Because you see you get emotional and it's dealing from a, from a different place within yourself where where you get into a frenzy and you combine that with mental and you can't see the simple answer anymore. You can't see what's at your feet. You can't see. None of this is complex, and you know that. You know that none of this is complex. It's actually quite simple. But you're wondering, what's that going on in your in your throat and in your voice? Well, you know. We don't have to tell you, but we do anyway. You're being called upon to speak your truth. Why are your hands starting to feel arthritic? It's not arthritis. Well, the doctor told you that. But you want to believe it is. And the doctor, of course, has his own thoughts going on. Well, here's another one, (laughs) and he doesn't understand that you really do have pain in your hands. And he gives you a prescription because that's a nice uh, way to send you off for a little while. You might be getting some pains in your legs or some things happening inside your body. All of these right now, these things you're going through. You have a thousand excuses and you ask me all the time and I tell you and you seem to turn down the volume. These are issues with your body asking you, who is in charge? Who is the Creator? Who is managing the body? Who is making the choices for your physical body? And you come up with every reason in the book for some of these um, physical afflictions that you're having. And you, you even tend to say, well, "I wonder what spirit's trying to tell you." Nothing. <laughs> I'll throw this out now. This goes right along with my statement: it doesn't matter. And the other statement is, "Spirit doesn't give a damn." <laughs> it truly, doesn't. Spirit just loves you. That's all. Doesn't give a damn about about what experience you give yourself, about what your body is going through. It doesn't mean spirit is indifferent. Spirit just loves you, has compassion for you. So much so that that Spirit lets you go through anything you want to go through, anything you're choosing. If you have issues with your body, and some of you have had issues, um, other issues in your life uh, – we go through the, all the standard ones, the relationship, the money, you're not sure where to live, you're not sure what to do – you all know what these are, and they're, they're seeming to come at you right now and people in your life are coming at you, and they're looking at you and saying, Well, what, what do you want to do? You see, I want you to start looking at this between now and the end of summer in particular. Most of the issues – I'd even say all, but I know there'll be some exceptions – that are coming at you right now in your body, issues in your mind, the issues outside of you are about, are you ready to be the Creator? The manager, the owner, take responsibility, and that's what's happening right now. It's, yes, it's it's amplified somewhat because the world is a little crazy right now. <laughs> the world is going through its own issues. Humans are going through a, a momentous change, and that's amplifying your own issues. But you see, in a way, the clock is ticking, and you know it. Something inside you knows it. Tick tock. And you know, at the end of summer, I don't want to get into exact dates here, but at the end of summer, most of you that's towards the end of August, early September, that you know, you're going to get a call. Well, not necessarily a phone call, <laughs> but you're going to get a call. And it's going to be from the Crimson Council and Adamas and some of the others that he's already lining up. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be the energy of what was formerly known as Metatron, now the one we call Yoham. Not the music group, but the, but the entity – that part of you that is your connection to Spirit. When you get that call it's going to say, Now what? Now what? What are you choosing? Are you ready to really let yourself be the Creator, or are you just going to use it as nice words that you use to pacify yourself when you get in trouble? Are you ready to be absolutely bold? Absolutely bold, because Adamus will take you into a different energy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not for the faint of heart or the weak of spirit. It's not for the ones who are victims, or like complaining – oh, it's, it's for the um, uh, the, the rough and the hardy, indeed. This is now also not for the, the light and the airy-fairy. This is for the, for the gritty angels that you are, not for the ones who need sugar and syrup poured over them every day, because where he's go- … that's another group. Where he's going with you is for true creators only, and he's not going to have a lot of tolerance and love like I have had. <laughs> I know he'll listen to this later, but (laughs) he won't have that same suave, smooth, comforting (laughs) sense. (laughs) So you're going to be getting the call. Are you ready to go forward? So the experiences between now and then are all leading up to this, and it's real simple. It's so simple. The question I have, or perhaps the statement I have for you in my second to the last, with shambra, is, do you really want to be a creator? Before you answer that, before you answer that, it sounds good, doesn't it? But I'll give you some of the fine print (laughs) Fine print that Calder was talking about before. I'll give you some of the fine print. You can't blame anyone else. Won't work. Matter of fact, it will work against you. By pointing the finger at somebody else, you just confuse your own self. You you fracture your own energy, and it splinters, and it it goes other places. When you take that total responsibility as a creator, it's also learning to accept what you would call failures. They're not really failures. They're experiences. Every experience is a beautiful thing, but there's going to be certain things you try to do and you're going to fall down doing it. There certain things that you're going to try to do and at times it's going to be perceived as a failure by the outside world, and the outside world could laugh at you. Well, they do anyway right now, but they'll just do it a little bit more, a little bit longer difficult when you're working with something so new as consciousness in this new energy. And the measurement systems on Earth right now, whether it's a measurement of physical characteristics or the physics or of consciousness or success, those measurement systems don't apply in this new energy that St. Germain will be taking you into. So at times it's going to be perceived as failure and it's going to be what you would say depressing or sad. And some of you are experiencing it right now. You know what it's like. You get so frustrated with it because it doesn't appear to be working, but I beg to differ with you. I beg to ask you to stand in a different spot, a different consciousness perspective, and look at what's really going on, because it's not a failure. You're beginning to work with new energy, and you know I'm so talking to Quite a few of you right now. You're so frustrated and you're ready to throw your hands up, but don't, unless it's throwing your hands up, to accept your responsibility, your ownership, your creatorship. You're going to be asked to be the absolute manager of your own life, and in doing so you can't just say that it's, as we talked about last month, your destiny. You can't blame it on the fact that you you have bad karma, that you were born into a bad family or whatever else. You've had a tendency lately to blame it on the world. Blame all these things on the world, not understanding the world at all, of course, thinking it's confusion, but thinking that it's so affecting you right now. And a true creator really can't do that. A true creator takes absolute responsibility, for their life. True Creator takes absolutely no responsibility for anyone else's life. And that's also where you're getting confused. You're trying to be their co-creator. And you really can't. Co-creation – true co-creation – only happens between two beings who are absolute conscious creators. Conscious Creators, In other words, they're not just thinking about it, but they know it and they're doing it. So what happens is your energy once again gets distracted and fragmented when you're trying to co-create or, as some would call it, interfere with their lives. <laughs> Isn't that a nice word for you should mind your own business? Now, that doesn't mean, dear ones, that doesn't mean you're not taking an interest in their lives or love. It doesn't mean you don't have compassion, but you're not trying to run it for them. Those of you with children really know – should know – what I'm talking about. Those of you who are in a relationship that are trying to – how to say, <clears throat> gently – guide your partner, <laughs> manage your partner, I want you to look at home at yourself. You, first of all, you can't. Ultimately, can't manage or co-create with another unless they're a conscious creator. You talk about co-creating with spirit. A spirit is a conscious creator. A spirit is within you. Now it's time for you to step up and be that conscious creator. My point in this in this shoud is that it's time to go beyond the concept, beyond the nice words to be the absolute manager of your life. Now you say, but Tobias, I tried that. And it doesn't work. Because you're still letting others influence you and you're still letting some old belief systems influence you. And you say, you know, but it's so hard to do. I would tend to agree with that. It is challenging right now because there are a lot of outside variables, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. It actually means simplify. Simplify. Keep simplifying. I know some of you are very frustrated with what you call your creation ability, so much so that you've pretty much thrown it all out. You've said, it doesn't work. I've tried it. I say, and again, we have these discussions. Say, Tobias, I read all the shouds. Now, what's wrong with my life? You read them, but. Have you accepted him as your words, not mine? Have you accepted that you are the Creator, not just going to be a Creator? Have you accepted that you're actually a manager of every part of your life – body, mind and spirit? Are you still blaming it on your karma, your past lives, oh dear, your aspects, blaming it on all of your aspects? Well, when you do that, You're no longer managing. You're letting everybody else manage it for you. You're letting everybody else run your life. But what they're doing right now as the clock is ticking down, your family and friends, coworkers, your body, mind and spirit, your aspects, every part of you that's involved in your life is coming back to you right now and saying, Are you the manager, the creator, the owner? Are you the one going to be making decisions and choices? And you're not sure. You're really not sure. You're not sure because you don't know what it looks like or how to do it, you you think, but you actually do. You're not sure because you don't know if you can transcend mass consciousness. Or transcend even yourself from past lives, your old, your old ways. So you get back into that rut, of blaming others, hiding, hiding. It doesn't work anymore. You tried that also. You tried to take refuge away from the world. In in many ways, a wonderful thing because you just needed the time by yourself. But you've had time by yourself. Lord knows, you've had time by yourself. (laughs) And now you can feel that clock ticking away. You can feel that phenomenal change and its potential waiting, and it's saying, are you ready to come out now? Are you ready to be a Creator? Not just thinking about it, but actually doing it. Taking management and responsibility for everything in your life – everything, your body. Stop pretending it's some some medical um, uh, complex thing that's beyond you. Stop playing physical mystification with yourself, where you think that you don't know how your body works. It's just this apparatus that's just kind of operating on its own. That is denying that you're a creator and an owner. Ask Garrett he's gone through the experience, not just in the physical body, but in every part of his life, every part of his life, finally coming to terms with what real Creator energy is all about. He'd be happy – he actually isn't happy to share his story, but <laughs> I'm going to ask him to be happy to share his story – to to come out and express. It's about managing your life this metaphor, this story of King Arthur can really be reduced to its simplicity – partly true, partly made up. But you know that there was this large rock – or some would call it a um, a tombstone – and there was a sword embedded in it. And the one who wanted to be king, as the one who could pull the sword out, and many men tried, and they used all of their might and all of their muscle, and that sword didn't budge one bit. Along came young Arthur, not a particularly strong boy at the time, not known for his cleverness or anything else. Arthur went over to that, to that sword, took a deep breath remembered his I Am Presence. Not, not somebody else's I Am Presence, not Saint Germain's, not Spirit's, but his own. He took a deep breath and he easily glided that sword right out of the stone, just like the stone was butter. The metaphor is simple. It means taking responsibility for himself, ownership for himself. And upon taking ownership of himself, upon accepting that sword of truth, which was also the symbol of taking total responsibility of himself as an owner – body, mind and spirit – taking responsibility for the reality he was creating for himself, then he became king. The metaphor is that he became king of his own castle. He took ownership back of himself – that's what it was. In taking back ownership of himself, he also found that others called him the king. Others came to him for guidance, to be the leader. In your case, when you pull that sword out of the stone – in other words, when you accept the responsibility for yourself as a creator. You're going to find that others come to you as well. Some of you said, But, Tobias, you said they were going to come knocking at my door. They were going to be there. Well, they are. Absolutely. I can see their energy waiting patiently, but when are you going to answer the door? When are you going to take responsibility for yourself? And until you do, you're not going to see them or feel them, even though they're there. They want. They, meaning humanity, wants the new teachers, a new way of teaching and a new way of leading. They want what you have to offer, but you have to pull that sword from the stone first. You have to accept the I Am-ness of yourself. In the story of King Arthur, <clears throat> he went on to unify the country. What a wonderful, wonderful metaphor for you unifying yourself. All these aspects that are waiting to come back in are waiting for you to pull a sword out of the stone, waiting for you to accept the management, the throne of the I Am of you. Please, not just as words. You've said those words to yourself, but you know yourself didn't believe them. You've repeated it like a mantra, I am that I am. What does that mean to you? I know what it means to Saint Germain and to myself. What does that really mean to you? Not just a nice mantra, not just some nice words that you can use to actually disguise yourself even more. I am. What is that to you? Arthur unified his country as he unified himself, as you can unify yourself, bringing back together every part of you. Every part of you wants you to come back, wants you to be the manager. No more excuses about your life. No more ifs, ands, and buts. No more well buts. No more tomorrows. No more whens or ifs. But right now – and that is difficult – probably the most difficult challenge or homework that I've asked you to do in the whole time we've been together. Oh, yes, we've said the words before, but now I'm putting it right in front of you. Everything about your life. You can't blame your spouse, your bad relationships, the fact that you were sexually abused. You can't do it anymore. At least not where we're going from here. If you want to, you can still do it, but you'll have to go someplace else, and Saint Germain will make sure of that. He's already scratching the scab. He's already annoying the wounds on purpose. You know it. He's doing it. Oh, he'll continue. It's just started. If you don't like some of his issues now, you're really not going to like them later. And he's doing this out of love, dear ones, out of absolute love. He's doing it not for a show. He's doing it to get under some of those calluses and some of those scabs and scars and protective devices that you have up, because he, as much as I, wants you to understand how beautiful life can be. We want you to understand how sovereign you absolutely are, and it's right there doesn't wait for another lifetime. It's right there, right now. Arthur unified his country. He unified himself. They were looking for a leader. They were looking for the wars to end, the battles to end. They wanted somebody that would guide them into Camelot, into a new consciousness, just like every part of you. You know, even Even that the one that you argued with last night, even though they're trying to belittle you – they're not – they see the potential in you like even you don't see in yourself. The light within. The potential within. And they're annoyed as hell with you because you're not letting it out. You're hiding it. You're pretending that something is keeping you. You're pretending that you don't quite know the answer yet, and you use even excuses like you have to run out to the Shoud to, to try to get back in your energy. You're not. You have it right now. The Creatorship, the I Am, the no excuses, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. The challenge I give each of you today is to go beyond the words go beyond the platitudes. Are you absolutely ready to be the Creator, the Manager, the Owner, the Ticket-Taker and the Janitor and everything else of your life? I, and I stress this point. I stress this point because you'll need this to go forward. St. Germain is not – he's going to be going through the line one after the other after this call goes out and he's going to be looking at you and you can't – can't BS St. Germain (laughs) – he's going to be looking at you and he's going to need to know that you're real in order to move forward. He jokes and says because he doesn't want to waste his time teaching those who don't want to learn, but the reality is he knows that you're going to need this absolute basic tool. Self ownership, clear self ownership to go forward. It's going to be a different, um, a different uh, energy and consciousness for Shambra. If you're not clear about it, it will, it will be difficult. If you're not, if you haven't totally accepted the I amness of yourself. I've been mean really deep, really, really deep, and that's why I'm pushing you. I have been for weeks now. That's why, Saint Germain, that's why all of these things are coming into your life. Don't blame it on anything else right now. Don't wonder why your car just broke down, what Spirit is trying to tell you. Spirit's Spirit is trying to tell you the same thing I am. You're loved and it's time to step out, time to take responsibility. Anything in your life right now. This is such a key point, a key point of taking total Creator responsibility for yourself. I'm going to borrow a line that I saw on one of the websites from Shambra. I love the line. It was so beautiful and because it's so apropos to all of us right now. You're transitioning from living a standard resolution life. Mm-hmm. And you're going into a high definition life. <laughs> you're going, you know, how you have uh, your technology now. You have some of the old televisions and the old uh, audio systems, and then they came up with high definition. Everything is more intense the colors, the picture, the quality, everything in it. And it's actually much more energy efficient. <coughs> and that's what's happening to you right now. You're starting. To really understand what it's like to live a high definition life. And everything does get more intense, but intense is not a bad word. You start to see colors that you haven't seen before. And the intensity in the colors that you have seen before, they take on a whole new shape, a whole new life. I go so far as to say that colors are no longer static when you're living a high definition life, but They're constantly moving. You're used to seeing a a color as a specific color, as we use in our interdimensional workshop example, the color of green. But when you become high definition in your personal life, it's no longer just green. It moves. It's living. It's changing. It's always responding to you. That's an important point – always responding to you. Something as simple as the color green, which you take for granted. It's just there. It's just green, you say. Not at all in a high-definition life. It is changing. It is very much like a chameleon, and it's always there serving you. But if you haven't taken ownership of yourself, it's just green. That's all it is. That's the same with everything in a high-definition life. People, oh, or your automobile – your automobile, it has so much of your energy and so wanting to serve you, so wanting to go through its own metamorphosis, but if you're not taking ownership, if you're really not behind the wheel, you're letting one of your aspects do all of your driving for you, <laughs> which you laugh, but it is actually very, very true, the car is going to break down. It's going to get tired of being there if you're living a high-definition life. A new energy life. The car is no longer a car. It's energy there serving you. Instead of running down or breaking down, it actually has this amazing ability to go beyond being a car, to basically (coughs) rejuvenate itself. These are the potentials of the new energy. They're not just just lofty ideas. I mean, they're practical things St. Germain is going to be talking to you about. Living in high definition – your car is no longer a car – and it changes and it looks different. Food, the same thing. We could go down the list, but dear Shaumbra, to be part of this high-definition living in the New Energy requires one basic commitment. A commitment from the heart, a commitment that you are the Creator, you are the manager of your life, the owner of everything that you do, and no excuses, period. No excuses. No excuses. You're going to get frustrated at times because it's things don't work out the way you think they should work out, but then we're going to ask you to change your thinking on it. Look at it different. You're going to get frustrated because you have certain expectations and those will be pulled out from underneath you. You're going to learn that expectations were limitations. So in my second to the last regular shout with Shambra, I'm going to invite you, in these months that come, I'm going to invite you to look at what's happening in your life. From the viewpoint of things trying to question you, are you really the creator of you? Are you really ready to take responsibility for everything that happens and to understand that it's not happening against you? It's energy trying to work with you, even if it doesn't look that way at times or feel that way. It truly is. And it's energies coming to question you question you like, Arthur, are you ready to take responsibility? Are you ready to pull that sword out of the stone? An answer to the other question about Arthur and one of the reasons why the energy of Camelot is here, Arthur took responsibility for himself, and this is a very important point here. He took responsibility for himself, indeed, and he became strong, he became mighty. He performed miracles, and Merlin – and the true story of Arthur – Merlin was within Arthur as well as it was an outside being. Arthur didn't need to go to the outside Merlin uh, to, for the magic. He didn't need to consult with some other being because it was already in. Merlin on the outside was his reminder that it was on the inside. Now, Arthur, of course, lived in a different time and energy than you did, and one of the things that Arthur did that you might be prone to doing also, but not quite as much, Arthur started taking on not only his own responsibility, but everyone else's. Everyone else's. He started to carry the weight of his court on his back, on the weight of his people, his subjects on his back, the weight of his land. And it became too much for him, and it caused him to forget the basic principle of being true to himself, real with himself. So in the end, Arthur took his sword in anger and despair and threw it back into the lake. He let it go, and he's here to remind you that you don't have to do that. Remember that it's not about taking everybody else's responsibility. He still is sad about that. He's sad. Sad because he realized he was trying to take away a great experience from them, their own experience of discovering their I Am-ness. He was trying to give them his experience of his I Am-ness. He was trying to take doing it out of sympathy. Taking their problems off of their back. That's what caused him to throw the sword back in the lake. And he's asked forgiveness of all of those who he worked with of trying to be their I amness. When in reality all he had to do was to be his. This will be an important point going forward with Adamas. This will be a very important point in the next year or two. You'll all face that situation. He'll remind you of it, by the way. (laughs) So with that, dear Shaumbra, I do want to indeed keep this short, because I want you to remember when you leave here, It wasn't a confusing array of long discussions from I, Tobias, that it was very clear. What did he say today? He said, take responsibility. He said, you are your own creator, your own manager, everything. You can't blame it on anyone else anymore. Now I'm going to ask a special, one more special favor. I've asked a couple. At our final, well, let's call it the Last Supper, new version. <laughs> <laughs> new energy version. At our <laughs> last gathering, I've asked for a few favors. I've I do indeed not like these uh, modern human clothes, and uh, it, it shows with Sam, by the way. He's very, very sloppy in his dressing because he's feeling the way I feel. Just where you're going to push the boundaries. I, indeed. <laughs> so you might want to put your seatbelt on here <laughs> <laughs> So I've asked for that I can wear my more traditional garb uh, type of robe – not a dress, but a robe, uh-huh. and it doesn't matter what Caldera wears underneath, um, for I will never reveal. I've asked Calder to, if he wouldn't mind, to grow a beard, and I'll, I'll assist him in getting it to where it should be, because um, it's just a reminder. It's a reminder of so many of the lifetimes I lived on Earth in the male form, and it was not common for us to, to shave at all. Quite unusual, actually. So I would like to be able to rub my beard a first time, a few times. All I have now is a skin. Yeah, and I want, to, I want to stroke the beard a few times, if you don't mind. I've asked you to indulge me, to please indulge me, for I would love to have a little bit of wine. Not too much, of course, but uh, a little bit. And uh, I already see that uh, I have been gifted with fine, fine wine from Australia and a fine, fine wine from Germany. And if others may want to bring fine wines that's <laughs> shameless shameless I, I, I would certainly I'm not trying to start a national competition but shameless. but I do know fine wine when I taste it and, shameless um, I know they have uh, very fine wines up in Canada and <laughs> down in South America and uh, other places so I've asked for a bit of indulgence, uh, to have a, a bit. I, I hear that uh, Ramta has some wine now and then, and so I would like to try it also. Where are you going? And my other indulgence is – yes, <clears throat> yes, we're getting there uh, – my other indulgence is, based on the show that we've had today and based on some of the experiences you're going through, I would like to do a ceremony with you. At the end of um, our our gathering after after I sign out for the last time, but my energy will still be there for a while, and based on the fact also that I've made a special request to have this beautiful one, uh, Anders holte from uh, from Germany, not only sing the beautiful song you heard today before the channel, but just sing over the rainbow after the channel. Mm. But that's not my request yet. <laughs> so based on what we've talked about today, I would like for there to be a final ceremony between you and I. I would like there to be um, – <coughs> instead of a sword and a rock, we'll get around over that – but I would like there to be a certificate. I am a Creator certificate for each of you that I would like to sign. But then I would like to present it to you. Oh. Indeed. <laughs> I'd like to present it to you for you to sign when you really, really know. Not when you think, but when you know you are a creator. When you know there are no more excuses. There's no more blame. There's no more past life. There's no more karma. There's no blaming it on aspects or your mother or anybody else. When you're really ready. And you may not want to sign it then and there. You may want to keep it on top of your desk or throw it in the trash or whatever, but when you're ready as as a symbolic stroke – much like when Arthur pulled the sword from the stone, but this is you in your signature – that you are a creator. No other. No other can create your life for you. Only you. And to go with that, I would like a special – I will buy a special commemorative pen to give you also. And that special commemorative pen would be for you to sign this certificate, and it will say something to the effect of, on the pen written, I know Linda Avisa is a wonderful pen expert. She's very good at picking up pens. So I'd like this to be a nice pen, not one of those dollar-twenty-five-cent varieties. But a nice pen. Oh, yes, I, I, I will find a way to pay for it. And I would like to say, user accepts all responsibility. <laughs> cool. And I'd like you to keep that pen as a reminder that you're taking responsibility for your life. And, and don't, don't give away the pen to somebody. Don't just throw it in a drawer, but put it out where you can see it every day user accepts all responsibilities now thanks for giving me barely just enough time oh indeed plenty of thanks. time we'll <laughs> make sure of that so so those are my requests and, and if possible i would love for for those of you who are there at the event let's do this as a ceremony and a sacred ceremony with some nice music in the background with with Andra and An, Norman and Garrett, who have been such an important part of my journey here on Earth, up there with Linda of Isa, dear one who is, who has been so loving and so honoring, and we spend so much time together talking, up there also as part of the ceremony, honoring you, and if it is agreeable to cry on, to be there also. In the energy and a few others, but we want to do this for you if you 're not going to be there <laughs> if you 're not going to be there we would we would like these certificates and the pens to be available for a modest charge of course <laughs> This is one of the benefits of actually being there, but I too will sign those certificates it 's yours it 's yours it 's not about it 's not like a Wizard of Oz thing. Because you have to sign it before it takes effect. You have to sign that I Am certificate, creator of all things in my life. No excuses. No more victim. By the way, St. Germain says you will have to sign that before he will go forward with you. (laughs) It's part of his fine print. He wants you to sign that. And he's going to remind you of it, he's going to – oh, he will remind you (laughs) – as he goes forward with you that remember what you signed, and he'll probably annoy you with it. But, Mm -hmm. dear one, so those are my special requests. Let's take a deep breath on this beautiful day together. The message, perhaps, today is not so metaphysical, so wildly spiritual, and it is not new. It is not new. But it is important, and of all the things I can talk about in these last two sh- sessions, this was one of the most important. This was one of the most pertinent – you taking full responsibility of every creation. Well, now, I'm not saying that it's going to always be easy or always appear to be right But that's where the fun begins. The moment you really start taking responsibility for all of that's going on – everything – you're going to see life differently. With that, I look forward to these few occasions we have left together. And so it is.